Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Tool. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Tool. Uh, we're to be in Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11 tonight. Uh, if you turn there in your Bibles, Luke chapter number 11. Um, and uh, a couple of happy places I have. One of the happy places, obviously, is right here in the auditorium. Uh, the people I love, people I pray for, family members, friends, um, are, are in this auditorium. Uh, the other place, if you don't see me in here, typically uh, I'm out that door at the top of the handicap ramp that uh, going up, just watching cars come in. It just warms my heart watching cars come in uh, because it's those that I love coming to assemble, to fellowship, to interact. Uh, I think the, the, the hurt uh, that I would have during this is uh, there's some that have not uh, made it back yet. And I get that uh, some are being extra careful. Uh, I totally get that, but we love you. Uh, we're praying for you, and thank you for tuning in tonight. Luke chapter 11, uh, if you recall, uh, we started out the top of chapter 11 with me misquoting the Lord's Prayer twice, uh, and then uh, the prayer promises that were so clear that, that God gave to us, and then uh, a little bit of wrestling with the Pharisees, and uh, he's casting out demons by demons, and now uh, we're coming to a point that the two things I want you to think about as we read some of the Scripture to get into this are signs, scriptures, signs, scriptures. Look at verse number 29. And when the people were gathered thick together, he began to say, this is an evil generation. They seek after a sign. They seek a sign, and there shall no sign be given it, but the sign of Jonas, the prophet, Jonah, <clears throat> the prophet. And you have to go all the way back to verse number 16 because... Uh, there is an extended um, uh, narrative in between uh, verse number 16, and others tempting him sought of him a sign from heaven, uh, and he goes into a house divided against itself, cannot stand, and a nation divided, and talking about that. Uh, but he's still bouncing off of, uh, they're seeking a sign, they're seeking a sign, uh, but uh, the inverse, the contrast is, we shouldn't be seeking after a sign we should be seeking and studying the Scriptures. Look at verse number 28. But he said, Yea, rather blessed are they that hear the Word of God and keep it. And so the contrast uh, you're going to see throughout the rest of the chapter are uh, they're looking for a sign, they should be seeking the Scriptures. They're looking for a sign, uh, they should be seeking and studying, drinking in Wednesday night Bible study. Uh, I commend you the Word uh, of God. Verse 29 uh, this is an evil generation. They do seek a sign, and there shall no sign be given it but the Scriptures. The sign of Jonah the prophet, that's the Scriptures. For as Jonah was the sign of the Ninevites, so also the Son of Man be to this generation, the Queen of the South, uh, the Queen of Sheba, the Queen of the South, shall rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation, condemn them, for she came from the utmost parts of the earth to hear the Scriptures. The Scriptures the Word of God, to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah simply about a half sentence. The Word of God that he gave was no longer than about ten words, and they repented at that. And so this generation 
uh, shall rise up, condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, a greater than Jonah is here. Put down point number one, if you will. Notice first, the signs that are begged. The signs that are begged. He's still dealing with several different groups, this huge multitude that's around him. Uh, many obviously wondered when he cast out that devil. They worshiped uh, when they cast out that devil. Uh, but others started to find fault and nitpick. And then uh, another group, maybe the same group, uh, started to seek after uh, a sign. Verse 16, others tempting him sought. They begged. They wanted of him a sign from heaven. And of course, verse 29, uh, they seek a sign. There shall no sign be given it, but the sign of Jonah the prophet. Uh, we want a sign. We won't believe unless you give us a sign. Uh, we're not going to move forward until you give us. Give us that sign. Prove that you are who you say you are. Prove uh, what you're saying is accurate. Prove uh, why we should believe you. You want a sign? Uh, basically, the Lord said, hey, I'm not going to give you a sign. I'm going to give you the Word of God. I'm going to give you the Scriptures. Verse 30, Jonah. Uh, verse 31, Queen of Sheba. Uh, verse 30, uh, 32, the men uh, of Nineveh. Hey, you want a sign? I'll give you the Scriptures. I'll give you the Word of God. And so those seeking a sign were given the Scriptures. Uh, it's interesting to me because inversely, John the Baptist, when he was in prison, was seeking the Scriptures. Seeking the Scriptures. Uh, in Matthew 11, um, when uh, John the Baptist said, Art thou he that should come? Uh, or look we for another. Uh, he simply wanted the Word of God, the Word of Christ. Uh, he simply wanted the Scriptures. Uh, but in verse number 4, Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John signs. Uh, go and show John again those things which you do. Hear and see. See, the blind receive their sight. The lame uh, walk the lepers are cleansed the deaf here, the dead are raised up, the poor have the gospel preached unto them. And so those, John the Baptist, seeking the scriptures are given a sign, but those that are seeking a sign always get the scriptures. The foundation of our Christianity should never be events or happenings or uh, uh, I think, I feel, it may be, uh, it should always be the Word of God uh, standing on the promises of Christ my King. Through eternal ages, let His praises uh, ring. And, and I don't know the rest of the verse, Char, you could, Anyway, uh, it's the Word of God that's foundational uh, in our Christian life. And so uh, make sure that before signs, before wonders, make sure it's the Word of God. The Word of God, uh, Mark chapter 16 uh, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Uh, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Believers are never supposed to be following signs. Believers are never supposed to be following signs. Uh, you remember those sorcerers of Egypt. They would match uh, those miracles by Moses. They would match them, uh, but they weren't doing them by the power, power of God. And so, uh, if you're all about seeking signs and seeking wonders and uh, seeking miracle, hey, you're going to drift and you're going to be off course, but those that are seeking the Word of God, the Word of God, signs follow them. Uh, Jesus said, John 4, 48, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. Uh, except ye see signs and wonders, uh, ye will not believe. A lot like doubting Thomas when he said, Except I see, 
a, a sign. Except I see in his hands the print of the nails, put my finger in the print of the nails, and, and thrust my hand into his side. I will not believe. And we understand that uh, it's dangerous to be seeking signs and seeking wonders and following feelings and, uh, and chasing after, uh, after that. They, they, they do lead uh, astray. Uh, but those that are all about the Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Uh, and signs follow those that believe God's hand of blessing, the miracles of God, uh, but it's always, always, we walk by faith. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, and not by sight. And so, they're seeking signs given Scriptures. They're seeking signs given Scriptures. And John the Baptist, who was seeking Scriptures, was given uh, a sign. So number one, the signs that are begged, uh, and the three signs that he gave were Scriptures, were Scriptures, just quickly put down, the first one he gave was the convicted seer, or Jonah, the, the prophet that was convicted by the word of God. Look at verse number 30. For as Jonah was a sign unto the Ninevites, so also shall the Son of Man, the word of God, the Son of Man be to this generation. Jonah uh, refused to follow. Uh, Jonah uh, didn't follow, and so God fed him to a whale. And I just love that. God uh, fed him to a well. Uh, he became fish food. And then uh, that whale regurgitated him, and now his skin bleached and smelling putrid. He ran to Nineveh, uh, ran to Nineveh, followed the word of God. Uh, and God sent a revival based upon someone who follows the word of God, someone who's preaching the word of God, uh, and probably the greatest revival that ever took place. Uh, it's not just that every man, woman, child got right, uh, but even the animals were, were, were sorrowing in, in sackcloth and ashes. And so uh, uh, following the Scripture, following the Scripture, and the message was, hey, God will punish sin. The miracle is God will pardon the sincere. And so they're seeking a sign, and Christ says, okay, here's your sign, the Word of God, Jonah. The Word of God, the Scriptures, the Scriptures are the sign. Put down number two. Uh, the first one is the convicted seer, Jonah. Uh, the second one is the coming sovereign, or the queen of Sheba. The coming sovereign. Look at 31. The queen of the south shall rise up in judgment with the men of this generation, condemn them, for she came from the utmost parts of the earth to hear the scriptures, to hear the scriptures, to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. And so she's going to rise up in the day of judgment and condemn those sign seekers. Uh, Jonah, rise up, day of judgment. Uh, uh, condemn those. Queen of Sheba, condemn those. Because she wasn't seeking a sign. She was seeking the word of God, the wisdom uh, of Solomon. Put down number three. Uh, number one, the convicted seer. Number two, uh, the coming, so coming sovereign. Number three, the converted sinners. The converted uh, sinners. Uh, look at 32. The men of Nineveh shall rise up in the judgment with this generation shall condemn it. And so they're seeking a sign, and the Lord says, well, turn in your Bibles to the book of Jonah, and then turn in your Bibles in the Old Testament, and then turn in your Bibles, Scriptures, 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 and every one of them, he said, is going to condemn them, going to rise up condemn them, because they weren't sign seekers, they were seeking after the Scripture 
the men of Nineveh shall rise up judgment. This generation condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, a greater than Jonah is here. And keep in mind that that one sentence sermon that Jonah preached, he ran to Nineveh. Ran to Nineveh. That one sentence sermon that Jonah preached, Jonah. Uh, three, four, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Uh, he didn't even alliterate it. I can't believe Anyway, uh, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. There was no uh, illustrations. There's no uh, object. There's no uh, humor. Just yet 40 days, Nineveh shall be overthrown. Uh, there was uh, no sign, no sign, but the Scripture, the Scripture, uh, and God blessed the Scriptures, the Word of God. God blessed them. And, and again, Verse 30 says, for as Jonah was a sign, uh, Jonah was a sign. Well, we want a sign. Okay, the sign is the word of God. That's your sign. Uh, The sign is Jonah and Queen of Sheba and Nineveh. Uh, It's the word of God. And so if you want to build your faith, it's not about following the fantastic. It's not uh, seeking after a sign. Uh, If you want to build your faith, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Anybody remember the... Uh, and kind of the, uh, uh, the debate stopper would be the rich man and Lazarus. Anybody remember the rich man and Lazarus when Lazarus died, carried up paradise, and then uh, the rich man also died, and in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments. Uh, remember how uh, he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, Father, that thou wouldest send him, Lazarus, to my father's house, for I have five brethren that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, they have Moses and the prophets. They have the word of God. They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, spectacular, If one went to them from the dead, that would be unbelievable. If one went to them from the dead, then they're going to believe. They're going to listen. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, if one came from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, if they hear not the word of God, if they hear not the scriptures, neither will they be persuaded the one rose from the dead. Well, I don't know about you, but sometimes that stops me in my tracks, and, and, and well, I, I might be convinced. But anyway, uh, someone uh, rising from the dead. Uh, but, but it's a contrast saying, how much more should we believe? Uh, how much more of a sure foundation uh, do we have in the very word of God, which is why we dedicated, why we're so passionate about, why we continue to go book by book, by chapter by chapter, by passage by passage, because it's the Word of God that does the work of God. Put down number two. The signs that are beg, beg helps us understand the premium of the Word of God. We need to read it. The premium of the Word of God. We need to teach it. The premium of the Word of God. I went to church for some 14 years before I uh, uh, entered the pastorate. Uh, and for those 14 years, there was major books of the Bible I never heard one sermon in. They're not preaching the whole counsel of God. Uh, they're not giving all things that are profitable because all Scripture uh, given by inspiration of God, uh, that's what's profitable. 
I'm talking about whole major doctrines missed because someone is emotional, arbitrarily, topically uh, preaching what they think the church should hear. Uh, rather than line upon line, line must be upon line. Precept upon precept. Precept must be upon precept. And once we prioritize the Word of God at the same level that God does, uh, He exalted His Word above His own name. Well, once we get that, put down number two, the shining that is bright. The shining that is bright. Verse 33. No man, when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And so they light the candle, they lift the candle. They, they light the candle, they lift the candle. Uh, but put it on, uh, put it on a, a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. Uh, the light, and then he turns it, the light of the body is the eye. Not the eyes, but the eye. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thy eye be single, is single, thy whole body also is full of light. But when thine eye be evil or mixed or, or divided, uh, again, we're coming off that passage where a house divided against itself. And then uh, even that demon cast out uh, brings seven more back worse, finds it uh, swept and clean, and uh, the latter end is worse than the first. And so uh, if thine eye be single or... But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. Take heed, therefore, that the light uh, which is in thee be not darkness. Uh, if thy whole body, therefore, be full of light, having no part, having no part dark, uh, the whole shall be full of light, uh, as when the bright shining of a candle doth give thee light. Uh, the illustration is the candle. The application is the conscience. Uh, the illustration is the candle, the application is the conscience, uh, and the Word of God is what cleanses the conscience. Uh, the Word of God is what reconditions uh, that lens of the conscience uh, that we look through, uh, and it's the Word of God that does that. Uh, Proverbs twenty twenty seven, The Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly, the Word of God, the Word of God. Again, coming off of that, you're seeking a sign scriptures, you get the scriptures, that's what it's all about. Uh, and now talking about if thine eye conscience be single, thy whole body shall be full of light, light, light. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. Psalm 119, thy word is a lamp, a, a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. Not so much what you see. We all see so many different things, but how you see, having a biblical worldview, having the, the Word of God reconditioning that conscience that's inside of us. 34, the light of the body is the uh, eye. 35, take heed therefore that the light which is in, which is in thee, the Word of God preconditioning how we see things, a, a biblical worldview, the Word of God, the Word of God. Hey, check it out sometime. Uh, someone that's always distrusting of leadership, uh, someone that, that never gives the benefit of the doubt, always critical, uh, almost always their, their lens that they look through uh, has been preconditioned by the loss of a dad early on. Or uh, another pastor years ago did this, 
boy, just, just uh, 14 years ago. And, and they carry that with them uh, because the lens that you look through has everything to do with what you see or uh, at least uh, everything to do with how you see what you see. 34, the light of the body is the eye conscience. Therefore, uh, when thy eye single, thy whole body full of light, but when thine eye evil, uh, evil, thy uh, body also is full of darkness, take heed therefore that the light, the lens you're looking through, that preconditioned lens you're looking through, which is in thee, be not darkness. Let me give you another verse. Proverbs 23. Uh, as a man thinketh in his heart, as a man thinketh in his heart, jump in anytime you want. Uh, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Uh, and if you have a, a, a cracked lens, a, a warped lens you're looking through, uh, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So is he. Uh, but when that, that lens your conscience you're looking through has been reconditioned, if thine eye evil, thy whole body full of darkness. And I'm not going to go into the, the whole illustration, but. Uh, that leadership illustration of, uh, it's a Steve Covey illustration. He has two groups. Uh, one is shown a picture of a young lady. Uh, the other is shown a picture of an older lady. Uh, and then he brings them together, them not realizing they had separate preconditionings. Uh, they're all showed a third, shown a third picture that has uh, a mixture of the young and the old. A mixture of the young and the old. And then he simply says, what do you see? Uh, and inevitably, the ones that were preconditioned by that first picture of a young lady, hey, they see that in that third picture. And the ones that were preconditioned with that picture of the older lady, uh, maybe it's gray hairs, maybe it's wrinkled uh, uh, crow's feet, maybe it's uh, uh, just skin tone, uh, they almost always see what they're preconditioned to see. Uh, in that verse, it says, to the pure, all things are pure. That's your conscience. If thine eye be single, thy whole body full of light, you're going to see things the right way. Biblical lens, biblical worldview. Uh, to the pure, all things are pure. Psalm 12, 6. The words of the Lord are pure words. As silver is tried in the furnace of earth, purified, they're pure words, purified seven times. And so to the pure, all things are pure. Uh, the Word of God is what cleanses that lens. It's what reconditions that lens when we're, we're reading, we're taking in, we're praying in the Word of God. To the pure, all things are pure. It's the Word of God that does that. But to the unbelieving and defiled is not anything pure because that whole body full of darkness is not anything pure. But even their mind and their conscience is defiled. Uh, it's about having the Word of God so saturating your being. Having the Word of God so saturating your being, uh, if you've ever studied a foreign language, uh, when that foreign language becomes your first language, when you're able to think in that, that foreign language, uh, and some of you know that uh, I'm trying to learn Spanish at home with Spanish cartoons, uh, for, for Charlie, for Charlie, and so far I have Cabeza, cabeza. Is that what it is up here? Uh, cabeza, and then I have a couple of... But anyway, uh, I, I'm not fluent. I don't own that language yet. Uh, and it's not until you hear the language, you think in that language, you reply in that language, uh, and in the same way, the Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God, uh, so saturating who we are, reconditioning the lens we look through, well, it has everything to do with how you see everything you see. I really do like that story. In ancient times, a man 
passing through the gate, asked this wise man, what kind of people live in the city? And he said, uh, what kind of people uh, 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 live in the city you came from? And, and, and the man said, well, they're terrible, they're uh, unfriendly, they're uh, bad neighbors, they're, they're uh, annoying, and in general, they're not good. And the wise man said, that's the kind of people you'll find in this city. A, a person shortly after that came by the same wise man heading to uh, that same city, and he asked that wise man the same question, what kind of people will I find in this city? Uh, what kind of people will I find in this city? And he said, uh, what kind of people uh, did you find in the last city? And he said, they were good people. They were generous people. They, they were loving people. And the wise man said, those are the very kind of people that you'll find, that you'll find in this city because you always find what you're looking for. Uh, if thine, thine eye be evil, your whole body full of darkness, uh, uh, but to the unbelieving uh, and defiled is not anything pure. And so uh, the reason we uh, uh, biblically base, scripturally so Bible-heavy, the Word of God uh, is because I'm trying to recondition the lens that I look through. And we take it in because we're all trying to recondition the lens that we look through. And of course, Matthew 7, Judge not that you be not judged, for with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged, and with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote, little splinter, that is on thy brother's eye? But considerest not the beam, the beam, the beam, that is on thine own eye, uh, or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out that little splinter out of thine eye mote, uh, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and only then, then and only then, then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Hey, if my lens is warped, uh, and it's warped by our upbringing, it's warped by uh, our past experiences, if my lens is skewed, I'm going to see everything like that. Uh, that log, that beam that's in my eye uh, is basically thousands of splinters compressed, compressed, uh, that, that two by four, thousands of splinters compressed. No wonder when I'm looking at other people, I'll see a splinter in his eye and a splinter in his eye. Why? Because the lens I'm looking through has thousands of splinters compressed. And if your whole uh, your eye be evil, your whole body, your whole body uh, full of darkness, your conscience is defiled, then everything you see. And so number one, uh, the signs that are vague, okay, here's your sign, it's the Word of God, the Scriptures. Boy, that's what's going to increase your faith. Read it, uh, uh, memorize it, uh, meditate upon it. Uh, and, and then, number two, the shining that is bright, the shining that is bright, uh, the light, the light that, that we should be shining is the Word of God we've taken in, seeing everything clearly or biblically. But now number three, we're done. The scolding that is beneficial. The scolding that is beneficial. Look at verse number 37. Uh, and as he spake, a certain Pharisee besought him to dine with him, and he went in and sat down to meet. And when the Pharisee saw it, now, um, this is the guy that invited him over for supper. Uh, when the Pharisee saw it, he marveled that he had not first washed before dinner. Uh, the Pharisees were a part of that crew that says he casts, casts out demons by demons. Uh, he casts out demons through demons. Uh, the Pharisees were a part of that crew, seeking a sign, seeking a sign. Uh, the Pharisee, uh, and the Pharisees were also those that had so elevated the rule that they had 
eliminated the Word of God. They had so elevated the rule of man uh, that they had eliminated the, the Word of God. Uh, uh, Mark chapter 7, For laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of men, your rules, as the washing of pots, cups, many other things ye do. Mark seven thirteen, Making the Word of God of none effect. Making the Word of God of none effect. Powerless through your rules, through your traditions, which ye have delivered, and many such things ye do. Uh, put down two things. An unspoken criticism of his manners. Uh, the Pharisee couldn't believe. He marveled. Uh, why? Uh, his religion was all about the rules. His uh, religion, uh, all about the rules. Hey, this Messiah isn't following the rules. Uh, this Messiah, Christ, He's not following the rules, and so he, he, he unspoken criticism of his manners, but then be an outspoken correction of his motives. 39, and the Lord said unto him, Now do ye Pharisees make clean the outside of the cup. Uh, rules clean the outside. Rules govern the outside. It's the word that cleanses the inside. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to thy word. According to thy word. The washing of the water, which is by the word. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, and so, you may clean the outside of the cup and the platter, but the inward part is full of ravening and wickedness. Boy, that outspoken criticism of their motives, if you want to just in your own mind think about it a minute, we're going to rush through the rest, but uh, their emphasis was on the outside. Look at 40. Ye fools. And by the way, when the Lord Jesus Christ calls you a fool, guess what? Uh, uh, verse 40, uh, ye fools, you're, you're approaching this thing the wrong way. Uh, you're approaching this thing with rules and uh, do's and don'ts and judging by outward appearance. Uh, look at it. Ye fools, do not, did not he that made that which is without make that which is within also? But all you emphasize is the outside. And to them, uh, the wrong motive, uh, the rule was more important than the relationship. Look at 42. But woe unto you Pharisees, for ye tithe mint uh, and rue and all manner of herbs, uh, and pass over judgment uh, and the love of God. Now understand, they were keeping the rule, they were eliminating the word. Keeping the rule, they were eliminating the word. Uh, God does say, Christ does say, these ought ye to have done. It's not that you shouldn't ever have any rules, but the priority is the word of God first. Any rules that we follow should be derived from them. Uh, and then number th uh, C, uh, to them, church was about pride, not about praise. Look at 43. Uh, Woe unto you Pharisees, for ye love, ye love, you can't wait to have uh, the uppermost seats in the synagogue and greetings in the market. But their motives were, were a mess. Uh, their motives were a mess, but of course they were. They never reconditioned the lens on the inside. Uh, they never had the Word of God cleansing that lens that they looked through, uh, a biblical uh, worldview. Uh, and so to them, church was about pride, for ye love the uttermost seats in the synagogues and greetings in the markets. Uh, and because of that, your wrong motives are driving people and not leading people. 46, and he said, Woe unto you also, ye lawyers, for ye laid men with burdens. I, I mean... Uh, your preaching is all about woe are you, woe are you, woe are you, woe are you. Uh, Isaiah chapter 5, some 
uh, eight times. Woe are you, woe are you. And, and it wasn't until Isaiah chapter 6 when he saw the Lord high and lifted up, he changed it from a woe are you ministry to a woe is me. For I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. Boy, it, it changes everything when you're living the word inside out rather than the rule from the outside. From the outside never does make it to the inside. Uh, in 42, woe unto you, Pharisees. In 43, woe unto you, Pharisees. And keep in mind, these guys would fit in in any conservative Baptist church on the outside. Any conservative, they crossed the T's, they dotted the I's, uh, they followed the minutia uh, of the rule. Uh, and woe unto you, lawyers. Verse 46, look at 47. Uh, woe unto you, for ye build the sepulchres of the prophets, and your fathers killed them. Truly ye bear witness that ye allow the deeds of your fathers, for they indeed killed them, and ye build their sepulchres. Therefore also said the wisdom of God, I will send them prophets and apostles, and some of them shall they slay and persecute. That the blood of all the prophets, which was shed from the foundation of the world, may be required of this generation. For from the blood of Abel unto the blood of Zacharias, which perished between the altar and the temple, verily I say unto you, it shall be required of this, of this. And he goes from saying, uh, Jonah and the queen of Sheba and the Ninevites rise up and condemn you. Uh, and now he says, you're responsible for the blood of all of these. Your approach, your approach to religion. Your approach to religion. 42, woe. 43, woe. 46, woe. 47, woe. 52, woe unto you lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge, the word of God. Ye have entered not in yourselves, and them that are entering in, ye hindered, ye hindered, lading them with burdens. And as he said these things unto them, the scribes and Pharisees began to urge him vehemently and to provoke him to speak many of many things, laying wait for him and seeking to catch something out of his mouth that they might accuse him. Kind of a rough passage. Uh, but understand, those that are all about the outside, uh, those that are all about the rules, that's what they're all about. Their pride, uh, and then they're trying to catch him. They're nitpicking and fault-finding about him. Uh, well, we're better, you're not. You're not even washing your hands before you eat. You're not even following the tradition of men. And, and we're better, we're better, their pride, we're better. Uh, the outside cleaner, the outside a form uh, of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Uh, but when someone comes to the Lord humbly, realizing who he is and realizing who he is, uh, and anything good that we have is by God's grace, by God's word, uh, it goes from judging and comparing to loving, uplifting, uh, and blessing. And I don't want to encapsulate it as simply as saying religion is all about rules. The relationship with Christ is all about the Word of God. Uh, but I do think that's the heart of where we should start. Wait, tomorrow morning, uh, I don't know where you're at in your Bible reading, but, uh, but these signs that were begged, he says, wait, the sign you need the most is tomorrow morning, wake up uh, and drink in the Word of God. Spend time in the passages about Jonah. Spend time in the passages about the Queen of Sheba. Spend time in the passages about about Nineveh. Boy, it's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. And so, as we leave here, let's just kind of pray in the fact that 
Uh, maybe you used to memorize Bible and you've gotten away from it a little bit. Boy, restart that. Uh, get the, the Word of God echoing and resonating in your spirit so that you don't misquote the Lord's Prayer next time. Anyway, uh, echoing and resonating in your spirit. Uh, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't judging anybody. Anyway, uh, echoing, and, but, but it's all about the Word of God. As newborn babes, let's get back to when we were newborn babes desiring the sincere milk of the Word, and that's when we'll grow. That's when there's life, because they are on the inside full of dead, dead, full of dead men's bones. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.